0: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.
1: 7.38 here on The Morning Jam. We're pleased to have with us Stephanie Reed for the second time. She's running for one of the uh, city council seats at large in the city. In, in other words, that means everybody in the city can, can vote for her, Larry and, and Marty. We're hopeful that we can have a turn in this uh, city council that's been uh, liberal at best, uh, maybe left-leaning at worst. But uh, welcome back to the program, Stephanie. Thank you. So uh, tell us how it's been going since we last saw you. How, How has the campaign, you feel like you're getting some momentum?
2: It's going great. I mean, uh, we've just been working hard every single day out um, meeting as many people in the community as possible, knocking doors throughout the city. Uh, That's really encouraging and energizing too, because, you know, we can identify the issues that we think are of concern for Mm -hmm. the city, but really when the community members talk back to you and tell you their experiences, their concerns, it just validates the reason why we need uh, new people in office and some fresh perspective on council.
1: What are those things that they're talking to you a lot about?
2: Uh, I mean, they're just validating what I've already identified, which is public safety is a huge concern with a lot of people. Uh, People are feeling very nervous about the fact that we're having gun violence all over the city. We're having break-ins all over the city. Um, People are concerned about the schools with the recent SOL scores being released in the last month uh, and teachers uh, leaving the schools over the summer. So we started the school uh, year with a really um, insecure place as far as a number of good solid teachers walking out of the lcs program and then uh you know the economy and that closure this morning that was or yesterday it was announced with master uh, brand is a, mm-hmm. another concern in the community as far as sure. uh good paying jobs for our families
0: we also have uh, a lot of people talking within the hill city about the five million dollar tax increase that took place uh last year that they just simply felt felt like was not necessary and, uh, and a trend towards, I mean they want to call it uh, other other things, but it's a surplus. Mm-hmm. and and a lot of uh, people are are hurting right now with inflation, shrinkflation. the last thing they need is more more taxes. Where do you stand on that? Well, this I've, I've made
2: this point several times when I've spoken uh, recently because a lot of people weren't aware of what happened last year at that city council meeting where the real estate tax increase was proposed. We had uh, approximately 50 community members show up at that city council meeting begging city council not to raise the taxes, many of which were on fixed incomes, people in our, our aging population, our senior uh, population, along with single parents and other people that had different uh, reasons. We had landlords that didn't want to have to raise their rent. Mm -hmm. on their tenants because they realize they're going to pass it on that's right yeah if you can't you can't absorb it you end up raising the prices Mm -hmm. right and so they had a lot of really compelling reasons for city council to definitely reconsider raising the taxes and as we all know they raised them anyway so then when people find out that we ended the year with really 50 million dollars of unspent money and it wasn't returned in any shape or form uh Fully back to the taxpayers. There's a lot of frustration because people are still trying to recover from some of the challenges that we all faced out of the pandemic. And we
1: we understand that this that this bubble, Mm -hmm. which has been the increase of values of houses, Mm -hmm. that that was only going to last for a certain amount of time. And it seems like cities want to take advantage of that. Oh yeah, well it's worth three hundred fifty thousand now. It was two seventy five last year. Let's just go on and raise the taxes because the values went up. I think in my mind. Thinking logically, which most politicians don't, you wait until the market settles down, and then you say, "Okay, that three hundred fifty thousand dollars house that was two seventy five is worth about three hundred now. So let's raise let's raise the rate based on that, not on the higher number." Right. You know, I mean, it's, ah.
2: agreed. The
0: uh, the other thing that we hear a lot from people who are on the city council now is when they're you know, faced with that from a citizen or from, from one of you, one of their most popular things to say is, well, what would you cut, Stephanie? What services do you want to yeah. cut? If yeah. I hear that one more time, I'm going to snap like a twig. Mm-hmm. Because we all know that one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. And yet, they, that continues to be the talking point. Right.
2: Well, that's just there. That's where they try to, to get themselves out of the situation to try to excuse themselves scare people. and scare people. The reality is, if you manage the money wisely, mm-hmm. if you prioritize wisely, we have the money. Right. I mean, we're already on track for, I think, what was the latest number? There were 60 million dollars looking mm-hmm. right now for surplus mm-hmm. of this year. Mm-hmm. I think it was more the, than that,
0: actually. 66 little, million, something yeah. like that.
2: The excuse they've given me the last few times I've had any for, uh, forums or town halls or whatever they've said, oh, that was last year's 50 million was a one-time. Mm-hmm. It was from the yep. stimulus, and we that. weren't expecting really it. Well, what is our sure. excuse going to be this year, mm-hmm. right? What's the excuse this year? Because you can't. We want to blame the pandemic. You can't do it forever, right? right. Well, so, the pandemic's
1: over. Joe Biden said it
0: was. It's over. Told yeah, sixty uh-huh. minutes last so explain week.
2: Explain to explain yeah. to the city why mm-hmm. this year we're looking at that.
0: Well, so and and also some of the some of the things that they have spent money on, uh, which is questionable. I mean, I I've heard the the talk of you know eight thousand dollars trash cans or three hundred and seventy thousand dollar oh excuse me okay trash cans okay well the eight thousand a piece or something oh, yes, like that <laughs> so, i mean
1: and more traffic circles and which and if i see one of those i'm gonna snap like the twig
0: at janet is
1: <laughs> snapping
0: well you don't like traffic circles, Ooh, but like some them. people do no I don't um like them. but but uh, seriously we've got to model living within our means mm-hmm. spending you know s- smart Right. And, and people don't care about an $8,000 trash can, Great. but they do care about having a fully staffed police department, not only fully staffed, but one that's not falling prey to this whole woke nonsense mm-hmm. and is just going to do the right thing and answer the calls and keep our cities safe. Right. And that's
2: what frustrates me about the, the response that I get about the public safety issue. Oh, we just gave them a, you know, a, a huge raise. We've never seen anything like it before. It's amazing. Well, here's the deal. They announced the raise, coincidentally, the year of an election.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: But even since the raise was announced, we've lost eight additional officers since wow. June. So that isn't that. retaining them. Yeah, right. sure. It's morale. It's mm-hmm. support. Right. It's the fact that they are being stressed and stretched beyond their limits, mm-hmm. and not being appreciated. And I mean, we're seeing it nationally.
0: But- are even allowed sure. allowed to do? their job.
2: Right, because right now they're, you know, with state laws, they have to respond to all the mental health calls, mm-hmm. which is taking them off of their, uh, you know, off of patrol sure. because they can spend up to 72 hours in our hospital right now following a mental health Yeah, because yeah. they can't they can't yeah, leave the them. In, them. Yeah. Right. So if you have, you know, a shift of 12 officers mm-hmm. and four of them get mental health calls, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone until that person is either released from the hospital or transported to another facility. So now we have eight. There's been some nights where we only had three officers on patrol for the city. We used to have specialized units that now have been disbanded to help cover the number of people we need on the Mm -hmm. streets at night. So people that, you know, good officers that sign up to really do specific things, that that's their dream, that's their passion. Mm -hmm. They're not getting to do it. Right. So they're leaving.
1: Let's talk about the schools. Okay. Uh, What, what? What is your take on where we stand? I, I know when we, when we started the school year, we, we were behind as far as drivers. We talked about drivers a lot and, and obviously staff and teachers. What, what can you do in, in that system? Uh, I know we're trying to get um, elected school boards. Uh, let's talk about that a little bit, too.
2: Yeah, so I mean, elected school board is, is huge because we're seeing it nationwide again. Uh, the p- Parents are frustrated. They feel like their voices aren't being heard. Mm-hmm. And you have these, uh, you know, in our case, we're one of only 11 school boards in the state that's actually appointed. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is elected. And I feel like there is value to an elected school board because just like there's I'm accountability, having- accountability. There's accountability. You know? Just like I'm having to prove myself and earn my mm-hmm. votes and earn right? respect from the community and, and explain my qualifications, I think people who really want to serve the school boards with good intentions would be willing to uh, run for that office, one for that seat, and then it gives us some ownership over them as well. Right now, when they're being appointed, they are being appointed by the you know the leanings of the majority on council, mm-hmm. and as we've seen, that is not working effectively, not helping um, uh, the, the students or the or the parents
0: or the teachers for that matter. Do you have any uh, upcoming forums or or anything? Are we kind of done there? Right now, um, I there are no more that I'll
2: be attending uh, mm-hmm. just because our schedules are so so busy. Right. Um, so now we're now we're you know, in the last what forty one days, and so right. we're just and voting
1: on. has already started. Voting yes. has
2: started. Yep. So we have early voting until November fifth, and then we have election day on the eighth. And mm-hmm. so we're just my campaign, and I think the other uh, my two uh, co candidates are just working hard to get our message across the city as fast as possible.
1: So if You voted early. Maybe you could volunteer for Stephanie, Larry, or Marty. Correct. What would that look like? What would I do if I decided to do that? So
2: there's a ton of ways we can use volunteers right now. I mean, obviously, people that want to go out and continue to help us door knock, mm-hmm. people that want to make phone calls, people that want to work at the um, the Victory Center, you know, throughout the days, um, hand, you know, being there to hand out yard signs, mm-hmm. really just end up spreading the word. Yeah. Um, we also will need people at the registrar's office who will volunteer as poll watchers for right. early voting and absentee.
1: Yes, we need we need voting. poll watchers for early voting you don't think about that because early voting is such i mean it's a new thing we've Mm -hmm. we've done it by ballot for years but over the last couple of years that's push 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 to get the earlier voters out there and and you know democrats i I have to give them their due they've they've marketed this well Mm -hmm. and and i think republicans better come on board and and realize you've got to look at that slice of the pie that's right because it becomes a big part of the pie Mm -hmm. yes Well, Stephanie Reed with us. Uh, Janet,
2: you got anything else you wanted to add?
0: If they want to volunteer, if they want to find out more about you and your campaign, how's the best way for them to do that?
2: They can either go to my website, StephanieForLynchburg.com, or they can find me on Facebook, um, and they can always message me that way as well stephanie
1: for lynchburg.com stephanie reed with us it is uh, seven forty-nine. thank you so much be careful on the campaign trail thank you we're really hoping and praying that that you larry and marty uh get elected and and help make a difference in what what has been a, a tough couple of years uh, maybe decades in this case i think back to mayor whitaker that's when i really thought we were on track better sorry
0: i'm getting texts that are really funny. Oh, okay. We'll cover those later. Okay, sounds All good. Right. <laughs> Be careful. We'll talk to you Thanks later. Thanks so much. All right.
1: It's The Morning Jam, almost 7:50. We'll have a life hack or two coming at you as well. And whatever text Janet's been getting from uh, one of our listeners apparently, apparently funny. We'll have to deal it's with that funny. a little bit later.
0: The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. <laughs>